You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dear friends, we are so sorry about the ads. They are a nightmare in every way. But with your donations, we can get rid of ads someday. Beautiful, Kevin. Mm, thanks, Rob. Bach and Harnick are smiling <laughs> Eat so your big hearts right out. now. <laughs> friends, yes, we are back with a new plea. Much like those adorable puppets from Avenue Q, we are asking for you to give us your money. <laughs> for those of you who have headed over to Patreon to throw a little money our way, we thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Your contributions are the only budget we have for this show and it provided us a new soundboard and better studio space. So, a thank you. Thank you. And as you know, nothing is more fulfilling than talking to the legends of Broadway and hearing them share their thoughts, wisdom, and talents with all of us. However, it does cost money. And if you want to help us keep the show going, please head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T... R-E-O-N.com. Search for Behind the Curtain, and you can give as little as a dollar a month. And trust me, that dollar will help us more than you will ever know. Plus, for certain monetary donations, you will get to pick your favorite thing and have advanced knowledge of our future guests so you can ask the legends your own questions. Ooh. Or you can simply leave canned goods and an original cast recording of How Now Dow Jones outside our doors if you don't want to contribute on Patreon.com. Truth. So once again, please head over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com to help us out. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Curtain. And make sure to join our Facebook page at Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And follow us on Instagram at Broadway Curtain Podcast. Plus, you can always listen to our podcasts on Broadway World and Stitcher. If... (laughs) 
What? I like that line reading. Do yeah. it again. And Stitcher. That's it. Um, if Kevin and I had one wish for all of our fellow artists out there, it is that you may all be so lucky to be in a rehearsal room with today's guest. She is the epitome of what every artist should be. Intelligent, talented, fiercely dedicated to the craft, and treats every opportunity to tell a story, no matter the venue or size of the role, as if it was a precious gift bestowed upon her. Which it is. Oh, it is. Uh, While she has stacked up countless regional credits, she is best known to Broadway audiences for her appearances in 42nd Street, both times, Crazy for You, Showboat, The Civil War, Mamma Mia, The Drowsy Chaperone, sorry, for which she won a Tony Award, Young Frankenstein, Elf, Baby It's You, Bandstand, and later on this season, The Prom, for which we have a feeling she may get another Tony and be having a little baby brother. Tell us what it was like to work with such legends as Jerry Orbach, Charles Strauss, Mike Ockrent, Bobo Lewis, and how she learned never to encore I've Got Rhythm at an audition. Here is the one and only Beth Lev. Wow, what an intro. Yay, oh Beth. my gosh, you were you were saying something. A, a you lost me at Stitcher? What? <laughs> That's what some, is it's that? It's like a platform for um, podcasts. Who knew? I know. Again, my learning curve. Thank you there, for the <laughs> tutorial. Well, I certainly will you're once welcome. I figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know, you were saying something like the legendary something something is here, and I just I just wanted to go, she couldn't be here today, but her evil twin, Beth Level, <laughs> is here to misbehave and tell stories. Lucky us. Lucky me. Okay, so let's start. Tell us this I've Got Rhythm story. Oh, gosh, really? Yes. Yes, we're going to start there. So I, you know, I noticed today if I'm uh, coaching or uh, around the younger children that mm. they have these astonishing books. <laughs> <laughs> They're like four like inches thick. Books. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, what? What is this book which you are showing me? And in this book, they have yeah. their gifts all notated, <laughs> organized, organized. Oh, yes. So when, back in the old days, when I moved to New York, I I was just pulling it out my pants. Mm-hmm. So I went to dear friends of mine, Leslie Eberhardt and David Levy, and we just started singing tunes. Because I didn't really have an audition song. And they came up with this song. I don't know if you've heard it, called I Got Rhythm. <laughs> Rings a bell. Does it? Anyway, <laughs> but they did, they, they notated it. So the chorus, I just like held this C. I'm like, ah, just forever. Like Johnny One Note, but. Kind of yeah. like Johnny mm-hmm. One Note. And I would probably do a little comedy in it. I don't remember. Oh, I can't imagine. Mm, what? And <laughs> it kept getting me work. Because sometimes if you have 36 bars, I would put that in there, or even 18 bars. Well, I was just using it over and over again. <laughs> and I went to some summer stock audition, and I can't remember the director, but you know, we had crossed paths. He was very kind. And I went, I, he's like, hi, Beth, how are you doing? I was like, hi, whatever your name is, I don't remember. It was like, oh my gosh, um, you're not going to sing I Got Rhythm, are you? <laughs> and I went, no. <laughs> In my imaginary book, no, it's like, oh God, I have nothing else to sell. <laughs> Note to self: sometimes you can just kill a song. Really? <laughs> so I now, I now have a book. You, you do? Well, sort of. Yes, just in case. Right. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what songs that uh, I've learned yeah. that speak to me that I don't have to memorize. So well, that was the I got rhythm. <laughs> <sighs> Memorization being the key, the key thing for you. Exactly. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. What's in that book? I'm so curious. Well, it's kind of like what I started with my 54 Below show. Oh, yeah. And now, so that's my book. So if yeah. I need to sing something, well, it's, something it's like, that. here's what I know. Right. Pick one. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> so these are your options. These, these three songs so are what you have right. to choose from. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Good luck. Um, where did you grow up? 
Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes. How did you discover theater in Raleigh, North Carolina? Uh, slowly. <laughs> Really slowly. Yeah. You know, this was back in the 70s and 80s, and I went to high school, and I remember being asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? And it, I, there just wasn't the opportunities that there are now to experience theater mm-hmm. in yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, oh my gosh, there's so much art and, and yeah. theater and touring companies. But back then, it was just really nothing, and my parents weren't of the mindset to let's search out something. You know, I was just like an oddity. Yeah. So literally my senior year in high school, my dear friend, Jan Lee Herndon, hello, shout out, says, why don't you audition for the spring musical? She's this glorious dancer. And I was like, the what? She's (laughs) like, it's a musical. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of knew, but it was Brigadoon. Oh. And lo and behold, I auditioned and got the role of Bonnie Jean. And I just remember being, you know, in high school, you rehearse for what? four months before you do yeah. uh, two shows. Yeah. And I just remember, Seriously. right? No, we did. We really <laughs> did. It's like, yeah. like two hours a day. Yes. <laughs> so for two performances. For, for two performances right. And we knew we were going to tour. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we are touring oh, this in the Southeast. The this is so good. Mm-hmm. But I remember being in the room and that light bulb went off. Mm. Like, who are you people and what is this and right. how... How in the world do I jump into this pool and stay? But, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I went to Meredith College, and I have a degree Mm -hmm. in social work counseling. Come in really handy. It's fancy, right? Really handy. Come on. Everybody could use that. Uh And I had a teacher, Linda Bamford, there. Who So I have a minor in theater from that college because there was no such thing as a major. There is now, of course. And I did every piece of theater I could get my hand on. I did an Ionesco at the cafeteria. (laughs) I did no, no, Nanette. I did applause. Which you choreographed. Which I choreographed. Oh. <laughs> I choreographed applause, too. Oh, my God. Okay. I did. I was the only person who... Uh, anyway, yes. She, she went, can, you can choreograph. I'm like, sure. Which is essentially storytelling with no dance yeah, skills. Yeah. So I tried <laughs> no, to do great. the best I could. Yes. And I had taken three years of tap at Betty Kovac School of Dance. <laughs> Thanks, Betty. Thank you so much for my mother making me do that. And then at the end of that, with the, her pushing and just knowing that there was... There was such a curiosity, a fire in me. It was like, what do I do with this? Yeah. My parents are going, just get over it, just get over it. Because well, they wanted me oh, yeah. to, I don't know, eat. Yeah. Eat. Be a social worker. Be a social like, worker, yes. have a family, yeah. get yeah. married, be quote unquote normal. Yeah. But I wasn't happy with that. So I literally, I was way too chicken to move to New York. So I immediately segued and went and got my MFA. <laughs> Went to grad school. Went to grad school yeah. at University of North Carolina at Greensboro, which was probably two of the best years of my life. Really? Okay. To be immersed in all... In, you study theater. Theater. Yeah, I have an MFA in acting and okay. directing because that's all you could do. And I, after that, I had no excuse. And that yeah. I left. I went and got my equity card doing an internship at the, what is now a defunct Pennsylvania Stage Company in Allentown. Yeah, where I was born. Really? Where Peggy Sawyer's from. I know. <laughs> and then I had my little equity card in hand and got on the bus. So you were like straight were up Peggy like Peggy Sawyer, really. Pretty much. Except that you weren't from, but you were and coming from no Allentown. no dance skills, yes. Yeah. But I thought I had <laughs> no dance, dance skills. skills. That's but a different story. Yeah. Well, I, I had a tap vocabulary. Right. Just, I wish, Two choreography I wish shows in your- I had stayed with the dancing a little longer. It would have made life a little easier back in the day when you went into a room and you had to go to a dance call. Yeah. I went to when I first, if I might steal the story, go. Oh, when I thought I was still a dancer, there was a huge open call for cats. Uh-huh. And back in the day, I don't know if they still do this anymore. 
you actually were in the Winter Garden sitting. I don't think so. I don't think it's too expensive. We love to talk about this. We love hearing stories of auditioning on the stage. Literally, at the Winter Garden, I was in my leg warmers, maybe a headband. I don't remember. I hope so. I hope so. Mm -hmm. I blanked that day pretty much out. (laughs) I remember signing up. You would go up in groups of 20 or 30 and learn a piece of the combination. Was it already running at the time? It was running. So you were on the set as well. yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember sitting in the back row, I had filled up my card, and just watching the real dancers up there. And I must have sat there for an hour trying to get enough courage. Oh, no. And I'm like, girl, you're going to make a fool of <laughs> <laughs> Do take your leg warmers and the sweatband. And I slowly, trying to be as invisible as I could, stepped out of the theater. <laughs> You did, oh, and you, yeah. you, 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 you ducked oh, out. There's no way I could have done it. There oh, is absolutely no way. I mean, yeah. it's really difficult. I, you know, I'm a, I then realized that I was a, I'm a singer who moves well, and mm-hmm. I do pretty good storytelling. Right. Yeah, but I'd don't, say so. I can't. I have no technique whatsoever. <laughs> so that was a, it's like, note to self, don't do that. Just don't. You're, <laughs> Just you can away. never be in cats. Even though you were in 42nd Street twice. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. yes. Just the facts I are facts. It's, mm-hmm. And that's a miracle that first <laughs> My first audition, I walked in, and it, again, at the theater, and I, would, I was so green, and I walked in in my pink fuchsia mm-hmm. you know, skirt that my yeah. mother had bought me. So, And literally at the um, Majestic, there was the, a row of, I'm not sure if it was David Merrick, but I know it was uh, Mark Bramble and Michael Stewart and all of these people, and a ghost lamp still on stage. And I walked in, and thank goodness... They made me sing first, and yes, I did think I sang I Got Rhythm. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> oh, did. Oh, my God, maybe so that was great, the first time. Hit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a great it hit. It's my only hit. Um, <laughs> and, I, and then I read the sides, and I think Michael Stewart liked my comedy so much. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm, I can sing a tune. Right. And <laughs> then they asked Gower's assistant, Karen Baker, to come up and show me the Anytime Annie tap break. <laughs> I remember looking at her feet going, <laughs> thinking, ha, ha, ha. So I took out my, yes, my Walkman. Yeah. And I taped her feet making the noise. And I would oh. go, flap, shuffle, hop, step. Because I, like I said, thank goodness I knew part of the vocabulary. And I did not do a good job. But they wanted, they gave me a call back. Right. And it was essentially, if you learn this tap please dance. Please learn this dance, please, please. Come back in five yes. days. Yeah. So I rented... Um, my husband at the time was a tap dancer, or you know, yeah, he was. So we rented. Remember Harlequin? Studios? Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there I, was the porn was like, shop and the Harlequin. Oh yeah, where oh, the yeah. Howard Johnsons used to be. Down yes, there. yes, and the yeah. stairs are like, like where the Lunt Fontaine Theater is yes. next to it. Yes, went up there on that crooked floor. Old school, and that guy would be like, "Let me see if I have a room," and open up his big <laughs> 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 what a ledger. Yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah he would. It was, Worked my ass off, Good and I came you. in, I, and I, I got it, and I went out on the national tour for eight months, and the role of Anytime Annie <laughs> opened up on Broadway. Oh, my goodness. And so I moved into it after eight months, and I stayed for four years. Oh, my God. How, okay. I, I know. Four years. Uh, four years. Nothing else better was coming along. It's like I had a job. Was there yeah. early, it was the 80s. It was the was 80s. Not a lot of big musicals. Like, oh, I think I was, and plus, during that four years, they took the Broadway principals... And the ensemble from the bus and truck, we mm-hmm. met at the expo in Vancouver, British Columbia, merged the two companies together, and went to Japan and filmed it. Yes. Remember that? Yes. It's kind of, every once in a while, you'll 
see this. Was I think Leroy was Leroy. Yes, in that? Leroy yeah. was in it. He was it? one of our first interviews way oh, back when. Leroy was in he it. Made... Carol Cook, uh, Jamie Ross. A lot of it's on wow. YouTube. Uh, really? It's, oh, please, it's all yeah. over YouTube. Oh yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe like, I watch it every it's night. It's illegal, but I'm gonna Ooh. we're gonna post, post it. it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's so interesting because you know uh, typically my big one experience in Japan, the audience are, are so respectful. Yes, that's what that yeah. It's kind of very, very so. silent until the end. Right. So it was a real interesting thing, A, to be in Japan and then doing oh, this yeah. show and then them being so appreciative at the end. Yeah. We're used to like American audiences like, ah, be like, right. It's like, yeah. okay, just keep going. Yep. Keep going. Exactly Push right. through. Push through. Did you, was this, how long had you been in New York before you booked this, this gig? Would About you say? a year. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. really lucky. Yeah. About a year. I didn't, I didn't have the skills to be a waiter. Right. Yeah. What, cool. what were you doing to keep? Money in your pocket. I, I worked in the ensemble at the Muni before I did that. I did three shows out there. Um, mm. I would do little temp events here and there, and then I got this job pretty quickly. Plus, okay. I had saved some money, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to. And I begged my parents for one month. So I, I was really lucky. I didn't have to financially struggle before I got the first job. Right. You know, with, at, even at how old am I? 99 I years old. There's still <laughs> months where I go, we got to sell some jewelry or Bruh. something. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't go away. That's show business. It really doesn't. I mean, doesn't you know, it just doesn't. Yeah. They're good, good years, interesting years. That's what my tax guy says. <laughs> you're what your tax My guy. tax guy is like, well, some years you're on Broadway, some, some years it's off Broadway. There you go. There <laughs> you very go. matter of fact. But it's true. true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It is, you know? You know? Was, there, was there anybody else in your family that was artistic like you were? No. So th- where do you think it now, all came from? What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Where did it come from? I don't know. Where do you get your sense of humor from? I don't know. Good night. Um, Thank you so much for joining for us. Some, she'll be here. But, We're um, going to go back know, to my, Helen's house. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my dad had kind of a, 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 it was funny, but not funny. I, but I would hear him, he was a salesperson. Oh. So I so could hear, yes. you know, I could hear that, that speech he would go into, that banter, mm-hmm. and it was funny. So obviously some of it stuck. Yeah. And he would walk in a room and make everyone feel comfortable because he was well, that's, funny. Yeah. And that must have, like I said, stuck someplace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So thank you. My grandfather played the violin. Oh, okay. Oh. So there's some music. That's it. Did you play any instruments? I faked the violin. Oh, this is a, I don't know if I ever knew this story. Please. I took violin. You had to take an instrument in fifth and sixth grade. Uh-huh. But the, reading the music was so difficult for me. I don't know why. It was like math. Well, it is. So yeah. I would just memorize it in my ear yeah. and repeat it. Which I think now is really encouraged, but That's back then really my teacher actually. caught on and she put down sheet music and she said, play it without <gasps> me ever hearing it. And I was like, busted. Oh, my God. I was busted. Meanwhile, that's a really good ear. I mean, yeah. that's a really I mean, I really couldn't good. Play, but that's why you know, we just—I had to hear it a couple of times, and then I could just like mimic it. Which but you're I like that as I, an actor too, because uh, we we just did a reading, and, right. and we, she was like, "I don't really read music," and then I would play her notes, and then like literally the second pass, she was like, "Like right oh on." God. I mean, like, I, and well, I was I've like, had, "What are you talking about?" Of course, I you read music. I had to compensate. No, right. I, I mean, I can tell that skill, and you right. But I wish I'd known it. I wish I'd known it then. I wish I thank you. Wish I. It's because you have a good ear. You have a good ear for. But it just means I have to do a lot more homework at night than people. That pick up, mm. you know, the, the people the with books the, yeah. and like a bit of make a second alto. The second alto line is the second alto line. So I have to spend nine years going, the second alto. Yeah, again. This is the second alto. But I'll learn it. 
<laughs> Give me a month. <laughs> yep. True. Month, a day. When you oh, were please. growing up, what musicals were you listening to? Or were you not listening at I all? I didn't know you, musicals really existed. So what mm-hmm. did you listen to? Lawrence Welk on TV. Oh, Welk. wow. You know. I love Lawrence Welk. Who it's doesn't? a guilty pleasure. PBS every night. Every Saturday night. Every Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Hee Haw. Okay. We had to watch Hee Haw. You know, there's one TV with three stations. Was, yeah. yeah. At Sullivan Show. Of yeah. course, every Sunday And you remember night. every seeing a little bit of something with that going, what are these What right. are these dancers? Mm-hmm. And then my parents took me, this was life-changing actually, took me to the theater. We didn't hardly ever go to the movies, just because my yeah. dad works a lot. We went and saw Music Man oh. with Robert Preston and Shirley Jones. And I remember leaving the theater, you know, in while I was sitting there and going into that parade at the end. It was transforming mm-hmm. the joy I felt watching that mm-hmm. storytelling and them singing. You know, when you could no longer speak, they were singing yeah. and then they danced. But I had no idea that I just, how I got here. Yeah. But I'm grateful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dear Lord. Oh, my God. Why did you go to grad school right after undergrad? Why did I? Yeah, why? B- because I was, I didn't know what else to do, yeah. honestly. I was way too chicken and too broke to move to. Manhattan. I was terrified of that. Just terrified. Mm. I knew I needed to grow up a little bit more. I needed to learn more about theater. I needed to learn more about myself as an artist Mm. or who I was, what, 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 who is all of this energy. And that two years there really, really opened my eyes to a lot of things. How, How do you approach a role? Um, instinct is yeah, there instinct uh, I always depend on a director to help guide me but it's pretty instinctual truthful storytelling yeah. whatever it is whether it's drowsy chaperone yeah. or mama rose right or Steel Magnolias. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. But I mean, do you sit down and make notes in the script or do you just go up there and play? I go up there and just throw it all up against the wall. Yeah, amazing. What do you look some for? Days, oh, some days. Some days it's amazing. Some days right. I'm like, what do you, yeah. do, Beth, can I talk to you? It's <laughs> like, oh, sorry, was that not a good choice? <laughs> and you know, the more you do it, the yeah. more your yeah. instincts, I think, I, I trust myself not to edit so much anymore. Oh, wow. So just, like I said, just throw yeah. it out there and see what happens. Sometimes I have really good instincts. Sometimes yeah. I need someone to go, mm, how about this? Right. And I go, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So what, so what to you is the ideal rehearsal process? A long time. Mm. I love to really spend a lot of time uh, organically blocking and just getting to know who it is, particularly a new show like yeah. Prom, yeah. just finding that voice. But this, I'm so spoiled. Prom is actually written for my voice, I so I kind of just have to open my mouth. I'm like, oh my gosh, Easy. Bob Martin and Chad Baglin kind of wrote, and Casey wrote for me. So just to step into that outfit, which is so comfortable, is yeah. such a joy. And for our listeners who don't know, uh, what is The Prom and who's your character? I play Dee Dee Allen, and The Prom is a new original musical. Original. <laughs> based on an actual story that happened. There was a lesbian couple in uh, Mississippi, but we've changed that to Indiana, who wanted to take her girlfriend to The Prom, and the PTA or some version of the PTA caught wind of it and canceled it. Um, that actually had a good ending, but now in the musical version, they've musicalized it by adding four Broadway divas who are kind of struggling with their career, even though my character, Dee Dee Allen, has won two Tony Awards, <laughs> which she may or may not carry with her at all times. <laughs> not kidding. And since they're, they're, they, the show opens on an opening night of a musical that has flopped so horribly 
that they feel like they're at the end of their rope and they decide. I, I'm in the room with Brooks Hashmanskas, Chris Sieber, and Angie Schwartz. Okay. Oh my so God. You, yes. they just, we all decide that we need to become political activists. <laughs> <laughs> Me, who can't even say, Dee Dee really is my evil twin. Mm-hmm. So we hear about this situation, this girl in Indiana, and like, we go must out do there about this. to save her. Uh-huh. And maybe, maybe at the same time, we'll get some good press. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, of course, she saves us and exactly. comedy yeah. and heart ensues. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Uh, not just not me, like, oh, I'm so good. <laughs> but the show is right. just, just beautiful and heartfelt yeah. and hilarious and heartfelt and relevant. Mm-hmm. And Amazing. I'm, you know, I'm like, let's go. Let's let's go. This yeah. is really special. November? Good. It opens in November? It opens in November. We go back into rehearsal in September. Oh, that's so amazing. But you like that long process. I do, just to, you know, get in the room, in yeah. the oxygen, really find out who he, who she is, and yeah, I do like that, and I like it. I like to be in a room, which I'm very lucky to have worked with great directors who can, you know, let me throw everything up against the wall and tell me what the best choice is. So you like a director who has a very strong eye for editing? I do. Yeah, I do, yeah. and one that lets me free at the same time. Mm-hmm. Let's me feel safe enough to throw it up against the wall, okay. and then has the good taste to go. Don't do that, yeah. or do that, or yeah. you know, you showed me something there. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like I like to be uh, someone to reinforce my good choices in the room. So true collaboration. True really. I like a yeah. Cor- yeah. That, I, Some people call it a collaboration. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that very yeah. much. Do you ever want to go back to directing? No. No. You're no. I love directing the acting and the storytelling, but somebody goes about lights or sets like. Mm-hmm. Right. Just don't have the skills to do that. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of enjoying. Uh, I've been doing some master classes and, yeah. and coaching, and it is so satisfying. Yeah, but don't ask me to put it on stage and and because uh, I don't care about. It's the more whole. fun to find the truth of it, but not the whole all the other bells and whistles. Well, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. to make the bells and whistles yeah. effective. Yeah. Now you said when you were at grad school, you went because you wanted to learn more about yourself as an artist. Mm-hmm. So what did you learn after your two years? Um, I learned what kind of type I am ah. because I get getting cast in the same kind of roles. Not that you can't play something else, but it's like, oh, I'm the funny person who belts, who right. and it's, and if you give me a song, I can break your heart. Yeah. So just practicing, trusting myself mm. in those roles, you just learn so much. Yeah. You just learn so much. And you learn so much when you're in a role and you don't do well. <laughs> like, oh, well, I didn't do very well in that one. That didn't feel very good. You just learn a lot about yourself. As I constantly, I constantly tell my students that I feel like I'm a constant student. Uh-huh. You know, I learn stuff in prom about myself. I, yeah. You have to. You have to be available yeah. to that or else you just stagnate yes. and Agreed. don't learn. Yes. Yeah, I'm still available for We're the artists. learning. We're artists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's growing. I want to be a sponge. Yes, it still It does, but but it's it's true. It is true. I have to dance in the prom. Oh man! Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping. Definitely not deputy now. (laughs) Oh my god! Yes, at the end, Casey has all of us old people, and I say that with the most loving. um, And Josh Lehman, I meant to say he was in our storytelling. We do hip hop. So that to me is worth the price of admission. Oh. <laughs> but I mean hard. <laughs> I can't wait. It's hard for us old people. In Atlanta, we had to go in a different room. At the Alliance. At yeah. the Alliance. Mm-hmm. And Casey Hushin, who was Casey right. Nicola's assistant, yeah. bless her heart, had to spend uh-uh. so much time in the, the I slow bet you guys room. Are laughing hard, though, in that room Ooh. with all you clowns. I was like, okay, wait, that's. What, what, what? Pop and lock and pop. pop What does that mean? 
But where does this hand go? What is, I don't know when to do with that leg. It was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But by the end, we could fake it pretty. Okay. Gosh darn it. Oh, a, hand gestures and a lot of face. Yeah. <laughs> that way they won't look at that. That's what the dance call is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just ruined your no, it's table. <laughs> <laughs> when you moved up to New York, did you move by yourself? Did I you, did. Did you know anybody in no. New York? Was it your first time in New York City? I had been uh, with my parents when I was, I think, 15 on a Lions Club International Convention. <laughs> first Broadway show you ever saw? I had a choice to see, do you believe this? To wait. see Angela Lansbury and Mame okay. Okay. or go to a Yankees game with my dad on the subway. I went to the Yankees game. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. what, was, what was I yeah. thinking? Well, you know, it was, what, what was, I it was thinking? a different time. It was so when I went back up in college, right? Yeah. I had a college trip. And so the first show I saw, which I hardly remembered because mm. literally we drove on the bus all night long. So we yeah. got to the yeah. city like 8 a.m. Yeah. when you're just feeling pretty and fresh. Yeah. We saw Greece. Oh. But I was on, not kidding, the very last row in the balcony. Okay. And the person in front of me had some sort of fatty meat sandwich, like a Reuben or something. And we were really hungry. Nope. <laughs> That's all I remember. Nope. <laughs> like, give me that sandwich. Give me that damn sandwich now. <laughs> and then I saw Pearl, ba- Pearl Bailey and Hello, Dolly. Oh, I love Oh, gosh. I love Pearl Bailey so much. Me too. And she came out afterwards. I'm not a big, like, wait around and get an autograph, yeah, but I yeah. had to. And I just stared at her like a creepy girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was fascinating. I just remember looking at her and thinking how beautiful she was. Yeah. I saw a play. I couldn't tell you what it was. That's okay. That's right. And then I saw a chorus line. <sighs> that kind of changed my life as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That really, anyway, that, and then, so that was the last time I believe I was up in New York and then wow. I moved. Yeah. Whew. And like, how did you know what to do? Well, you know, people you connect pretty quickly, and, right. my, and, you had and I had some friends. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Stage Company. Company. I had friends so up here with that. Some of the people and people that, that were much card. more savvy at the yeah. New York. Get but the it trades was, and you do all that. Think, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't scared. I mean, it, it was like thrilling. What's the worst that can happen? Right. I would have an adventure and yeah. then mm-hmm. go do social work someplace right. or teach or someplace, but. Um, and I would get that backstage paper, which, of course, you get online now, every right. Thursday, Thursday and circle where I was. So it was like, yes, what a plan. Right. And I just, I just leapt. I just leapt into the water. And I, I, I was lucky. Yeah. Wow. Who were some of your mentors when you came to the city? Bobo Lewis. So tell us about Bobo Lewis. She, I wanted to be her. Hmm. This independent, successful, fabulous woman. She was like... A, a super feminist and I just wanted to be around her so I could just steal whatever DNA she could you know teach me mm. I just really loved her she taught me a lot about the city and about acting and about being a professional how did you two link up 42nd street yeah um, yep 42nd street she did the tour of 42nd street you know the stories she had yeah she was Carol Channing's understudy Oh my God! Oh wow! <coughs> oh gosh, check that. I think that's right, but Those, I'm pretty. No, I, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, that name. I was. I, it's names like that that I love no, saying out loud. No, it's Bibby Osterwald. Oh yeah, I'm wrong. Bibby okay. did it, but she was also one of these strong, powerful, yeah. autonomous, remember that name. successful yeah. women. That I was like, oh gosh, fearless. Right. Both of them, Bibby, Bibby Osterwald, and Boba Lewis. <laughs> Boba did it in New York. Bibby, Bibby was on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just 
just really loved being around them. Mm. I really did. You know that first your big job, you're just like, oh, yeah. oh you just yes, love everybody. All, um, that yeah. company is and still really close. Mentor, yeah. Really They're still yeah. close. You still yeah. talk to people from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. We just had a reunion like three years ago. Yeah. Oh fun. So she was a mentor for mm-hmm. you. Who else did you have? Or was she the primary one? She was the primary yeah. one. But each show you would go into as a you know, a younger performer, I would always mm-hmm. look up to whoever was next mm-hmm. and whoever was gonna teach me yeah. or who I admired right. as a performer and right. try to figure out why why does the what what are they doing that is so satisfying to me listening as a mm-hmm. as a theater goer? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you have any interactions with either Jerry Orbach or David Merrick? David Merrick, no. By the time I got to Forty Second Street, he had suffered a stroke, so it wasn't right. quite yeah. this. But he was still there. Like when we went to Vancouver, he was in Vancouver. And he his went wife, to, I think, took care of him a lot. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the wife was yeah. there. Yeah. His name, the Asian lady. I forget. Yeah. Her. I can't think of her name. Yeah, doesn't matter. But yeah, so yeah. I didn't really get to know him mm-hmm. very well. Um, Jerry Orbach, I did, but only maybe a month with Jerry Orbach. Mm. He was so kind, but yeah. our, we, our paths never crossed that month. But yeah. I remember he was ju- he was just driving that train. That's, he was driving yeah, he that was. 42nd Street train, you know. So that was, I, I was in the room with him. It was great. Yeah. How does crazy for you come into your orbit? Wow. That luck. <laughs> you had a couple thing. auditions for that one. Seven. Yeah. Seven, Seven auditions? Seven auditions. Speaking <laughs> of mentors, you know, Susan Stroman and Mike Ockrent. Yeah. Yeah, seven auditions. I came in. Oh, gosh, I hope I didn't sing I Got Rhythm, but I could have. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Was it before the shaming? I mean, it really shaming? Make sense that you would sing well, it for, of all oh, shows. Oh, maybe. That's right. Yeah. So maybe you know I, I gave mean? myself now, permission. Like, to Bam, I got the perfect song. <laughs> and watch what I do with it. And in that room also was Paul Gimignani. Oh, the great music director. Oh, I would just just hang on his every word. So I went in, and I was auditioning for Polly. Got a callback, got a callback. I mean, I seven times. That's a lot. And that then I, lot. I went and down and did Hello Dolly at North Carolina Theater, and then I had to fly back up for another callback. And in that time, I wonder if he remembers this. William Ivy, who's all long, is yeah, also from North Carolina. Yeah. yeah, he does. That's right. He goes yeah, back well, a lot. To I do think so. we're actually probably related some yeah. way. From him. You're welcome. <laughs> um, he met me at my apartment and wanted to help me look my best for the final, final callback. We went to Macy's. He, David Lawrence, and I went to Macy's going, try this on, try this on, try this on, try this on, try this on. Got a complete outfit. So grateful. Went back to my apartment. David did my hair, my makeup, gotten me in a cap, and I went to the final audition. Didn't get it. But I look good. I bet. But I think Julie Hughes and uh, Hughes Moss. Yes, Barry Barry Moss. Barry Moss were so kind to me and believed in me so much that I remember hearing, whether this is true or not, at the casting roundup or whatever, liking me so much that they kind of created Tess, the role I ended up doing. I believe that. It was kind of not... The role really wasn't on the page. So they offered me Tess and to stand by for Jody Benson. Right. And it was like, absolutely. And I was in the room with Stroh and Mike Ockrent and Harry Groner and... Mm. Um, yeah, it was really, it was lovely. That, wow, to be in a room with that, those smart, creative minds. I remember the first rehearsal down at, oh, what's the, at 890. Yeah, the famous Michael Bennett Studios. Yes, yeah. walking in and, you know, me not a dancer. Mm-hmm. And the role kind of was a dancing role. 
is sort of a Damn dance it. show. Yeah, that's why they made Another me the one. dance captain, <laughs> which is code for dance captain <laughs> stand on the side. <laughs> but I walked in the room and there were girls standing on pickaxes with guys holding them, thinking I'll I'm Mm-mm. I'm going to be fired. Mm-mm. It was so cute because I'm not a dancer dancer. Uh, there was one point where we're supposed to be kicking the mining pans over our head. Like, I can't get my leg up that high. <laughs> but I remember going to Stroh kind of going down the line going, can you do a split? You do a split. You do a split. And she got to me and was like, uh, you can't do a split, can you? <laughs> it was like, no, ma'am, I cannot. But I can do one heck of a half split. So if you look oh at some God. of the pictures, everybody's leg or split, and I'm like in a lunge. <laughs> <laughs> With lots of face, but just a well, just, just a lunge, mm-hmm. and she lunge. let she let me embrace that sensible mm. lunge. Okay then, boy, I learned a lot in that show. It was so thrilling. It was my first original show, yeah. And that we got such spectacular reviews. Yeah. To the energy around that show is it's exciting when you're part of a show like that in the business too. Thrilling. It's really thrilling. It's thrilling. It yeah. is. Let's talk about Mike Ockren yes. for a minute because we try to always bring him up we on. Good. He, he left us way too soon. Way too soon. Um, what's it like being in a rehearsal? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Room with him. Him as the captain of the ship. A, he's amazingly smart. B, he leads with kindness. Kindness and humor. And yet all the work still gets done. Yeah. Uh, I remember our out-of-town tryouts were at the National Theater in Washington, and the day before we went down, they completely threw out Act Two. Oh. Which could be a lot of drama. Yeah. And it was like, he was so excited about it, he and Ken Ludwig, and said that, yep, it's not working. It's not working, darling, so we're going to, we're going to do a whole new Act Two. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And we would have done, gone anywhere he asked us to, mm. that team. Mm. And he, he, they were right. They were right. They fixed Act two, they threw out this huge, very expensive number. And so to be in the room with him was safe. Mm. Um, he was so smart, and there was a lot of laughs. And, you know, me, if you want to get work out of me, if you want my higher creative self to come in, if, if you make me feel safe and I laugh, I'll go anywhere you ask me. Mm-hmm. Oh. I will go anywhere you ask mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. he, he was like that. Oh, so special. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing yeah, that because yeah, we, we just love bringing him up. And I love when I'm down at 42nd Street Studios. You know, there's one rehearsal room dedicated yeah. to him. There is. Yeah, so yeah. I always say hello. Yeah. Oh. And it's, thank you. It's an important memory and it's an important uh, legacy that yeah. we have to protect. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Exactly. We have to protect yeah, that. Yeah. I was grateful. Uh, how long were you with Crazy for You? Um, until I got pregnant. Oh, okay. So almost 
three years, two years, maybe. Oh, my. I know. I, I stick in shows. I just stick. I, I was the breadwinner at the time, too. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting a, a, you're getting paid. Right. <laughs> There's a thought. To yeah. perform. Hello. So, like, that's yeah. what we set up, signed up to do originally. Yep. I mean, like. So I stayed until I could no longer lay on my stomach in uh, bad news. <laughs> Go away. Right. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> or yeah. it's like, yeah. what's wrong with that chorus girl? <laughs> just like rolled out of the car. <laughs> Like, ugh. And then I was planning on going back into the show, mm. you know, after Sam was born. And I got a call from, from Susan Stroman going, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm eight and a half months pregnant. Right. And then she asked me, could I go into showboat as a replacement for Ellie Mae? Gently. Mm. So I went into that about three weeks after I'd had a C-section. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That's right. Work is work. That's how we do it in That's showbiz, That's how we folks. do it. Opportunity it knocking. You don't like, say, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm lactating. Yeah. Let's get into that the room. That must have been quite an... <laughs> You're a yes. young mom. I'm like, I'm at an age in my life where like a lot of my friends have children. Sure. And I'm thinking of what a mother goes through. Uh, yeah. And yet yeah. you were performing in a show at night, every night, eight shows a week. I, that yep. just must have been a crazy time. It was all. a crazy time. And, and it's all a blur. Which was not a one hour and a half musical. It was not. Yeah. It was down at like four of 11. Yeah. And we were commuting from New Jersey. But yeah. there was a lot of us young mothers in that. Right. I met my best friend during that show, Anne Van Cleef. Nice. Um, and it was the first time I was able to work with Hal Prince. Right. Who you know it had opened, so he wasn't there that much. But oh, it was, yeah, it was thrilling. It was an opportunity. A, I pay the rent, so I, I can't turn down work. Right. So, and I try to tell my children, particularly Sam, the one that was born um, right before Showboat, they used to come in and meet me every matinee day, mm-hmm. and he spent part of his childhood, his babyhoodness running up and down the aisles at the Gershwin Theater and on the showboat. And TJ, my older son, the crew was so nice at the Schubert. They would let him ride the car, let him go up and down in the hydraulics. The ultimate playground. Do you know how lucky you are, children? You have no idea how many people would really love that opportunity. What happens after showboat? After showboat, mm, is Civil War? It yes. was. That did happen. That was a musical. Did, yeah. Yes, because I remember Sam being that big. Civil yeah. War, even though it didn't run that long on Broadway, we went to the Alley Theater. Yeah. So we ha- And then we went oh, to right. New Haven. So it actually turned out to be a chunk of a job yeah. that morphed every time we turned around and did it. The piece itself. The piece morphed. itself. Well, right. they kept trying to figure out what was it. Right. This what is, yeah. is this? And just as a friendly reminder, listeners, this is the Frank Wildhorn um, mm-hmm. Civil War that was basically about the North and the South. And I mean, I saw the tour that happened after the Broadway, so I'm sure it was a completely Very different, different incarnation. Very but different. It basically, it was about exactly what the title says. Exactly. Essentially. You but know. initially, it started out, and I think they tried to hold on to that. It was mm. based on a series of letters mm-hmm. written by family or people in the war. It was beautiful. It was almost like a con concert piece and Frank yes. and yeah. Greg and all Greg these Boyd, yeah. mm-hmm, and I can't think of another person's name had all taken these beautiful le- letters and musicalized him right. story t- told with these it's, th- it's some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard like mm-hmm. Bill I don't know if, if you've ever oh, heard yeah. that. oh my oh, gosh yeah. tell, and tell my father yeah so but you know it didn't work they when we got to New York I think they thought they needed to make it more more of an event, so we added fight choreography right. and uniforms, and ultimately it closed. And this is when, like, I think, I believe that he had three shows uh-huh. running at we had a, yeah. Middle, Jekyll and Hyde. And then we had was, a whole press event, all of deal. us in costume right. at St. James. That's right, I remember that. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> so, you know, good for him. Yeah. Did you know it wasn't working when they started adding that stuff? Or I know you can take kind of a litmus test of the energy in the room. And yeah. then when we started getting audience members, it's like something is not working. You could tell. Yeah, and by then it was, I don't think they knew how to fix it. How do you keep yourself positive in that situation? Um, A, I get paid to do it. Yeah. B, I'm always positive in that situation. Um, I thought what, I just tried to make what I was tasked to do the best I could and as truthful, and I knew that my bit of the story was needed. When we went from, I had a very funny song about a woman who lost her five sons. I'm just kidding. It was like so sad, which was really interesting because that's not the part I'm usually cast in. I know. So I, I remember at one point the creative teams like Frank Wildhorn and they were all coming up to me going, you're a hoofer? They had no idea of my past stuff. They hired me based on my oh audition. My so I thought that was, that was valuable to yeah, me to absolutely. actually play the woman who you know, has to cry throughout was an entire Was this your first song. principal contract, too? No, Anytime Annie's a oh, principal contract. Oh. And so was Tess. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, bam, third one. Uh, <laughs> second original show, which I'm so sorry we never did a cast album. Ding, dang it. I know. Wait, well, I was going to say something. I'm sorry I interrupted <gasps> you. Yeah. That's okay. okay. No, 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 please. Oh, please. Oh, I know. So I had this song called Five Boys and yeah. sang it at the yeah. Alley Theater. So, you know, they start readjusting things. And when I get to New Haven, they neglect it, tell me, and we start rehearsal, and we start to sing the song, and it starts, it's like 16 bars, and it stops. I'm like, oh, oh. oh. And they went, oh, Beth, didn't they tell you? We've cut that number. And I remember thinking, <sighs> my feelings are hurt. I went, can I leave the room for a minute? <laughs> yeah. And I had to go have my feelings, and I came back in. I was like, okay, okay. Of course, they added it. Back when we moved to the St. James, yeah. but not the whole thing. You know, right. sometimes even if you think it's wonderful, if it doesn't serve yeah. the author's intention and doesn't do, you know, what the story needs to do, it has to go. It's gone. But that yeah. was the first time my feelings were ever really hurt like yeah. that. I was like, what am I doing wrong? It's like nothing, nothing. We just not we you. don't need it. Yeah. We don't need what that story that song was doing. That civil war. That's a tough that's, that's a tough, tough lesson. It was tough. To, it was it was the first time I'd ever heard uh Cast on stage, please. Cast. Well, there's a company meeting at half hour. Cast on stage, please. We never like those words. We never like those. We never like those words since at they're all, not planned. And, and it's always bad. You know, we look at the numbers. We know. We know. We yeah. look and see out in the audience, empty seats. We hear what's happening around us in the in the community. So, and they announced that we were closing that weekend. Oh, the worst yeah, kind of way so, to go. Wow. Yeah. So, I remember no that time either. to plan, no time. No, I mean, you're just no. like, that's like, the ugly okay, side of show business. It really is. And you're then like, the next no. show was, I don't remember. Oh, the revival of 42nd you went back, Street. You did yeah. 42nd Street again. I did. But in different parts. I did. Yeah. I was thankfully too old to tap. <laughs> so I was cast. Uh, oh, I remember thinking, oh, I have to get a job. I remember yeah. I was cast to stand by for Mary Testa and Christine Ebersole. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And yep. then you eventually and took over Dorothy Brock. I did. Yeah. I did. I did it for about a year, maybe a year yeah. and a half. And then Shirley Jones came in and they asked me not to come back. Oh. <laughs> in a very kind way. I was at Disney World taking a vacation. And I get, you know, you get off the plane, like message, message, yeah. message. And it's my agents, just so you'll know, before you see it on the blah, blah, blah. Oh. I was like, oh, you know, it was that time they started needing to bring stars in. Yes, not yes. just, no, I, not I, just I worker bees. exactly when that happened. And of course. They were like, they made a big thing out of it. As they, they should have. But I remember TJ yeah. my, had like a toy in his hand yeah. at Disney World. I was like, put it down. We cannot afford it. Put it down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go. We're having, having potato chips for lunch. Don't even look at that. Don't even look at that. Having potato chips for lunch. All right. Let's go. Bless. Um, how does Drowsy Chaperone come into your orbit? Oh, after 40 seconds? No, there was something. Uh, Lone Star Love. The- Oh, right. No, that was way back then. Yeah. The off-Broadway I show. Was, I Thank just love shouting, giving a shout out to Lone Star Love. Thank You're on the cast you. recording, too, but it's just a wild little... I always liked that piece. It was, it was a little weird and funky. Very singular. Yeah. It was like a uh, country, folky version of Mary Wives of Windsor, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, correct. That the Red Clay Ramblers did. Yes. That North Carolina, famously, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that you did the off-Broadway. Then mm-hmm. they... They tried to bring it to Broadway from a tour with Randy Quaid, but that was not what you were playing. That Quaid. was a different. I didn't that do was an experience no. that I heard was singular. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, but I just had <laughs> yes, to give a little fine. shout out to Lone Star Love. That thank you, you. Yeah. thank you, thank but you. But what was what was the? I think then, the, drowsy. I don't remember. Uh, I remember having an audition for Drowsy. Yeah. Um, this was right after Casey had won Spamalot, so he. Right. Um, Two thousand five. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And. I went in, and it was one of those... Did you know him at this point? I did, because what? He was in the ensemble of Crazy For You. Okay, there you go. And we used to uh, carpool together. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Back and forth from Jersey. Yeah. Um, So they asked me to come in, and Drowsy Chaperone, the role I was reading for, Beatrice Stockwell, wasn't one of those roles that's on the page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to audition for, because I don't think the creatives knew who she was, much less... Us. So you just kind of literally brought in what you, whatever your essence was, and threw it up against the wall. Was it a full show at this point, or because can you tell a quick little background of how this piece got started? Yes, it was initially written as a wedding, a bachelor party gift. Yeah. it's a Canadian thing. Yeah. They, yeah so, um, and it went, it, but it was sort of fully realized up there during yeah. the, and it was so good that they just started refining it and refining it. Then it went to another theater up in Toronto and then I right. think a, a big boy theater in Toronto right. and that's, that's where right. the American producers and the characters are literally like Bob Martin, Janet Van Der that's, that's their names. That literally is their names. Yep. Like, I, mean, I know we know this, but I just, our listeners, it's yeah. fun to know that about It Drowsy. is fun to, to, isn't that awesome? It's yeah. like, hey, this is Janet Van Der Oh yeah, like no, it no, was really. just a present and it really was just for fun, but these yeah. are really great writers who actually are really good at this. <laughs> so these American producers get wind of it and it ends up being in the Nymph or NAMP. Yeah. Sorry, I can't remember. And what's the one that has a very strict time limit? Yeah, Namped. It was Namped. It was definitely Namped. Namped. Yeah. So it's apparently, intense. urban yeah. legend has it, I was not there. I was okay. not doing it. That it got to the end of the allotted time and the bing, you know, and right. the audience demanded. <laughs> Demanded that it go on. Yes, and I we love, love that. that. Urban legend. That's I hope a good that's urban. true. I really hope that's true. Bob Martin, tell me if that's true. Yeah, please, I think Bob. it is. So I went so, in and auditioned, yeah, so and uh, back no, no, to no. That, yeah, and I brought in. I did not sing. I got rhythm. I sang something else because I didn't even really know what make to this sing. Come off the page. Yeah. So I just brought in a comedy story that had a comedy song that had kind of a story to it. I love Smart. songs that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's if a good they song. Let me all singers sing. should go for. Yes. Thank you. If they let me sing the whole song, which they did, and I read the the you know the sides, which again weren't that much to kind of get into. Yeah. Um, two weeks later, I get a call from Casey, and I. He's like, I'm so sorry, you didn't get it. I went, I know, I don't really think I'm the person to bring this to life. He went, yeah. He went, thank you, you were great, blah, blah, blah. They went, from what I hear, they went to L.A. and auditioned 
like Hollywood people. I could see that. Or yeah, the think, thinking yeah. that those that was the type they wanted. Tina they, Louise. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like those kind of yeah. you know, dames. I thought, oh, that'll work. Right. I get it. Yeah. Well, that anyway, still the you know wasn't fitting circle square. So they came back to New York, held auditions again, and I think they just finally gave up. So I get a call. This is October. I get a call from my agent going, oh, I have a, I have an offer for you, which. You know, we love offers. It's yeah. like, no audition. Offer only. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. And he said, it's for the role of Beatrice Stockwell and Drowsy Chaperone. And I corrected him. I said, no, 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 I didn't get that. Yeah, that rings a bell, but No, yeah. no, no. So I made him call back. Mm. And mm. he said, yeah, you got it. You leave next week for a three-month stint at the Amundsen Theater right, in Los Angeles. did that. Wow. And when we got to Los Angeles, I, that's when it really all came together. It was amazing. We did improv games. You did? Tell us about this rehearsal process. I heard you had to write biographies. Yep. You know, a lot of people do that, particularly if you don't know who. And again, such an original piece. Just to root somewhere, give you something to hold on to. So we all wrote biographies, which I didn't really... That was my least successful thing, because I just didn't know who she was yet. I would write a different one now. Mm -hmm. But what really informed me was Casey said, okay, the rest of the week, we're going to start two hours every morning with, uh, you know, theater games. I was like, great, theater games. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where I discovered her. There was a game called Hot Seat. And like about the third day into it, we had written our bios, and we'd watched a lot of of movies just to, so we would all stylistically be on the same page in that time. And the energy and the pacing and stuff like that. So for the hot seat, the person, your character, would come out and sit in a chair, and everyone else, the creative team, and the rest of the cast would throw questions at you as your character, and you, you just had, had to, to respond, listen and respond, brilliant. listen and respond. Oh, and Boy, does that train you. Brilliant. You know, the first two times it was okay. Yeah. The third time I came out, Casey said something like, which he hadn't said before, he went, ladies and gentlemen, Dame Beatrice Stockwell. Oh. And that made me feel something, A. Of and then I came out, and all of the creatives and the cast stood up and started yelling and cheering. And I did this bow all the way to the floor. <laughs> and I thought, there she is. That's her. Bingo. There she is. And mm-hmm. from that point on, then I saw Greg Barnes' costumes. Mm-hmm. And I knew exactly the house I was supposed to live in. Oh, amazing. And then you have this completely collaborative team and, you know, Danny and Sutton and Georgia and Lenny and Jennifer. Just amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing room to be in. It was, right. oh, wow. It sounded like a really magical experience. It really, it really was. was. It was really hard. It was terrifying because we had no idea. It, the show starts with, I hate theater. Right. In the dark. And I remember we were doing backup singers, so a, a, a whole line of us were sitting on offstage mics, the very first preview, thinking, we have no earthly idea if this is, f- we think it's funny is- and clever and smart. And then we just heard the waves of love and laughter and leaning forward the entire night to eat all mm. of this show that they could. Yes. I was a member of that audience. Oh, yeah. it was, I saw oh, yeah. it four or five times. It's, it yeah. was truly, I will go on record saying it's one of the, I, I would say it is the funniest musical I've ever seen. It's I, so yeah. I would good. go, yeah. and Thank it, you. it was As such an indelible it, impression <laughs> in my life, and yet you know this because so many people have said, but it was, it was like we went to go, to, we went in the audience because I thought, I need to laugh today. I know. So you would go, and it was. I it am was man in chair. Really? Yes, I know. exactly. We all I am are man yeah. in chair. And that's why. It, it, 
that it was so universal in this period way, and yet it just proves that you can make a, a creative original story that is effective yep. that will resonate. Yep. You know. Yep. So anyway, you, you were gonna maybe say. Now is it? Oh, I have a question it? for you. You yeah. said if you could redo her bio now. Yeah. Well, now, well, now I would have information about like I was kind of making up things about my mother and father. Yeah. Now I, I know that I pretty much lied my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I've enhanced, uh, you know, uh, my resume a time or two. <laughs> and maybe I was just really lucky to absolutely do what I do as opposed to skill and have a blue blood heritage. I do not indeed have that. <laughs> um, so what's it like to find out you're nominated for a Tony Award? Oh, my for- gosh. I'm just thinking about that. You know, each year just makes my heart flutter this time of year, knowing what everyone is feeling and the good news, the bad news, Mm. the energy. And it was, I tried so hard because Drowsy was the last show that opened that year, Mm -hmm. May 2nd or something. Mm -hmm. And literally it was just crazy land with the press and uh, the press events that we had to do. And I remember just running from event to event. So some I went, oh, good luck. The nominations come out tomorrow. And I'm like... What? Ah, shit. Really? Okay, just let it go. Yeah. Just let that go. Whatever, you know, case of rah, case of rah. Didn't, I, I really tried to sleep. Um, my husband at the time woke me up the next morning crying. Aww. And he said, you've been nominated. And he said, but so is Danny. And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the phone starts ringing and it doesn't kind of stop yeah. until never. Well, yeah, and then when you, if you win, yeah. and you did, then it's even more so. Yes. So what's that like when the name is actually called? Oh, God. Um, you can imagine. One of the things, segue with me to Baby It's You when I was nominated, is A, yes, the, the show second. wasn't nominated, right. so I could actually sit in my seat and see what I had missed the mm. entire time of Drowsy, right. see the event, like walk a red carpet and enjoy it. But with Drowsy, because your show was nominated... We had to do a number. Right, which means you don't get, I mean, you, most no, of the time I got you don't there. get ready at the theater. No, you, you get ready not. at your I Broadway got ready theater. in the theater in fancy clothes, yeah. did the red carpet, and then went right upstairs and changed into Beatrice Stockwell. Yeah. Makeup, makeup, makeup. After the uh, drowsy performance, you run back up there, you get in Beth dress again, and I remember somebody wrangling me. I sat down, it must have been 10 minutes before my category was announced. That's ins- and they know, the, the wrangler knows she got to oh. be in that seat by then. I mean, it, that, it's They weren't insane. worried, it was just me going, okay, so I got my and I, you know, when you just kind of, it's so much and it's so exciting and terrifying. I remember just kind of leaving my body, mm-hmm. just kind of leaving it and hoping that if I was lucky enough to win, that I would try to be pseudo articulate, not curse. Please, dear God, don't fall. And just remember who to thank. And all of this went out the window. We do get a, a little uh, heads up that, you know, we have 30, 60 seconds or 90, something like that. Yeah. So they said, if you do win and your name's announced, you can spend your time talking to people on the aisle and la, la, la. <laughs> or you Work can get up and do your thing. Yeah. So if you go back and you look at my speech, I like all but like, poof, Bob Martin is like, Claire, <laughs> get out of my way. People trying to talk to me. It's like, I gotta, time. I gotta, yeah, I'm in a long dress. I can't even walk in these shoes. <laughs> and then you get up and there's not even a podium to hold on. There's this little, you know, mm-hmm. acrylic with a mic and I don't remember the, the entire rest of the world night. and community. Like looking I don't at remember you. the yeah. rest of the night except yeah. that it. Oh come on! It's right. uh, it was a once in a lifetime event opportunity that I am just ridiculously grateful for. Yeah. How does it change the trajectory of your career after that? 
it makes work a little easier. It makes you I- easier to get in the room. Because mm. there's like this sentence that goes before your name. It's pretty now. much that moniker with yeah. the little right. registered little, R <laughs> over it. Yeah, I mean, but That truly. opens some doors. Yeah. It really does. Um, people assume that I don't have to audition anymore, which is not true at all. Right. And I actually, I like, I'm, I'm one of these people that don't really mind auditioning, particularly if I don't know the director. Yeah. Let's get in the room. Right. I, I want you, if you're going to hire me, like I want you, you really to hire me, not just because right. you know somebody said you have to, mm-hmm. um, and see how we work and stuff. Like this doesn't apply to TV and film; they have no idea who I am. But in the theater world, mm-hmm. and like I'm getting ready to go do uh, Mama Rose at the right. Muni, I didn't have to audition for that. Isn't yeah. that nice? That we love <laughs> those. We love those. Yeah, I didn't have to audition for that. Thank um, you. Yeah, I didn't have to audition for prom because I have a relationship. Yeah, right. And same, yeah, for Casey from when you did Jazzy. Exactly, right. and. Um, I didn't have to audition for Bandstand. They asked me, which I thought was so lovely. Really nice. Everything else I auditioned for. Let's talk about Bandstand. Yes. Um, it was brilliant. It was beautiful, right? It was so well done. I um, agree. And thank God it's been filmed. And now future right. generations are going to get to enjoy this. Uh, do you enjoy the process of developing new musicals? Absolutely. You enjoyed that. Oh, you like that. more than anything. Yeah. Because people sometimes say, what's the next thing you want to mm-hmm. do? It's like the next original thing that's written. Yeah. Right. You just get to get in there, in the room, and put your DNA all over something. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, wrong, whatever. It's just a creative process. That It's not a recreative yeah. process. So that is thrilling, and it doesn't happen that much. So bandstand, yay, drowsy, prom, crazy for you, civil war, yeah. all of the things that you're in the room with your own... It's being written around you, for you, for your voice, for your comedy, for your uh, the C that you can hold. Right. You know, they all know that that's my power note or whatever. Yeah. That's really that's really a privilege. Has there ever been a new musical that you were involved with that you wish had a longer life than it did or more exposure than it did? Minsky's. Oh, oh yeah, that was brilliant. Oh my gosh! I saw that yeah. in L.A. That you was did. fantastic. You yeah. did, yeah. It was yeah. Wonderful. Just the stars weren't aligned for that at the time. I I'm doing home at Fifty Four Below from Minsky. Yeah. I you do it do it in my act. The song is so special to me. Charles Strauss, Susan Birkenhead. Um, I wish that had had another life because that apparently has been around for decades. Mm-hmm. People yes. trying to quote unquote fix it right. or somehow get get people in the seats for a production in New York. And so, for our audiences who might be unfamiliar, what was Minsky's? Minsky's is about burlesque, mm. and it's oh, yeah, based Minsky's on the, the nice yeah. they rated Minsky's, which is a very famous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and musicalized and with Charles Strauss and Susan Birkenhead was writing the lyrics this time. And it's, you know, it's, it's a love story based on uh, the burlesque. Yeah. It was fun and Casey's stuff was fantastic. Have you recorded home? Is it on any? Not, se- not, no, you know, okay. you can see it on YouTube everywhere, yeah. but no, not, not officially. It's a stunning song. Agreed. Agreed. You do a lot of Charles Strauss's work, it fe- I feel like. I do. And Charles yeah. and Cantor and Ebb. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It speaks to me. I was just going to ask you, so what do you love about doing Charles's work? Because you do, you've done Miss Hannigan oh my a number gosh. of times. Yes. Yeah. I, his melodies mm-hmm. are fabulous. Mm-hmm. Are fabulous. Um, and Miss Hannigan's one of the, I think that's one of the top three roles I've ever played. You know, when you put on a pair of shoes, yeah. it's like, yeah. clear, like, this clear right. please, yeah. clear, please. What are Hold the on other? to your scenery. <laughs> what are the other two? Drowsy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold on to your scenery, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dee Dee Allen. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, that's just what, off the top of my head. Is, right. there, is there a bucket list role that you haven't done yet that you want to? I'm, I'm ready to uh, 
I'm ready to live in Mama Rose again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did that in grad school when I was, you know, 17, which does not count. Okay, maybe I was 19. <laughs> but I'm ready now to tackle that one. Boy, yeah. So that's what's happening this summer at the Muni. And have you performed at the Muni before? Constantly. It's so. my favorite place to work besides the Broadway. Oh, so let me... Oh, how come? I just love it. I love the, the, the theater. It's 11,000 seats. I love the experience. Um, I've worked for a myriad of producers there. Now it's Mike, uh, Mike Isaacson. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun, magical place to work, and boy, did it test you. So, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's an 11,000-seat mm-hmm. venue. How do you, do you change your performance You really style? don't. It's amazing how still, the simplicity still reads. There's, you do occasionally have to what we've made a verb called muniizing something. If there's a whole line of people... You have to go, so anyway, you kind of have to raise... Pull the old focus. It's like, where do I look as an 11,500-seat audience? But it's a real lesson as an actor that it's really the same story. Yeah, It's really the same acting technique, you know, maybe a little heightened at certain times, but it really is all the same. Who's directing it? Rob Ruggiero. Oh, well, he's great. Yes, who who directed me and Dolly there. He'll be awesome. It's like the last great summer stock places, too, where you get the same experience that, just like you were a young person, because you said you were in the ensemble. I was in the ensemble. Young people are doing the same thing, and because we often lament the fact that summer stock is gone, that the true original, you know, where stars would go out to right. the yeah. talk and, and, you know, reach out to people. It's a little different now. But I think that Muni is really like one of the last that really still celebrates yeah. that tradition still. And the audiences just love it's it. It's an they, event for them. They have it's a picnic a family event. And it's like it's a whole... a been passed on from generation yeah. to generation. And I just might add that my boyfriend, Adam Heller, is playing Herbie. What hey, are you talking really about? That you, uh, inserted that. I don't think they announced that yet, but that's okay. he's playing. He's playing uh, Herbie. Okay. Um, we'll try to broadcast this before his show closes, but he's doing a, le- a letter to, to Harvey, Harvey Milk. Milk. He's fabulous, um, and he's brilliant in it. I he's agree. such a brilliant performer. I know. How did you two meet? If you know what I'm asking, we did a show called Dancing in the Dark, which was supposed to come into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, added to the list. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It was right after... Uh, it was a... based on the movie The Bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Right. Nanette Fabre. Is that the one that Andre Fred DeShields was in? Uh, no. No. No, I'm thinking of something else. No. Cut that. I know. No, I, no, no, no. No, this is... Oh, God, you're thinking Gotta Dance? Halftime? Yeah. No? Yes. That one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's had like 90 titles. Yeah. Sorry. No anyway. worries. No, I'm like, oh, then what happened? No. <laughs> Have a good night, Beth. <laughs> so anyway... Um, so yeah, he, so okay, so you guys met doing that. We That's did, what, God, we did, yeah. He's a genius. He I really know, is. I yeah. know, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. that. That's nice. You'll have a nice summer. Will this be the first time the two of you are working on stage together? Pretty much. We've done a couple of benefits, and he was when I did Baby It's You. He stood by mm. for Barry Pearl, and he went on one time. Oh wow! So it was like wild. We are on stage We're, with me. Yeah. I have to work too hard, but yeah, see you anyway. <laughs> So we haven't had that many opportunities to do it, mm. but boy, we will this summer. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And that's so great. sinking your teeth into Mama Rose—that's yes, exciting. Right. Yes, it's like one of the greatest musicals, if not the greatest musical yes. ever written. When you and ta- role, you oh know? yeah, come on. I mean, when you take on a role like that, do you look at uh, other people who've done it in the past, or do you uh, consciously avoid? I kind of consciously yeah. avoid, even with. But I may change that with this role because there's so many fantastic performances that have been filmed. Mm-hmm. So I may just want to see what 
not copy because that would be terrible mm-hmm. unless it's really good and I'll mm-hmm. steal it. But mm-hmm. I just think it would be informing to me to see what's worked so well in yeah. this fabulous piece of yeah. music and story. Um, you know, when we talk about something like Drowsy Chaperone, and I kind of have a feeling Prom is going to be the same way, so I'll ask you, you know, these two shows, I, I, especially the Prom, I feel, will outlive all of us and will be performed for years and oh, years and years and years. Oh, from your mouth. Tweet, tweet, tweet. All I've heard is good things. Well, Seriously, it's that's still all... show business. But yeah, I yeah, know. It's very special, yeah. and I hope I hope it's... It, does have what yeah, you're saying I hope. right there. Um, so I'm gonna, we'll, we'll, put the, we'll table the prom, but I'll ask you about Drowsy. A lot mm-hmm. of people are going to take on this role at some point. What advice do you have for them? The role, yeah. specifically? Yeah. It's interesting because I've seen several productions, either in high schools or something, and you can tell that they've looked at YouTube. Yes. So it's very bizarre to watch yourself being exactly. imitated on the stage. <laughs> they think that's how she's meant to be done. Exactly. Right? So I would always love to tell people that are doing this role to find your own inner Beatrice Stockwell and yeah. to never play her drunk. Mm. Yeah. She's just drowsy, <laughs> which is a huge difference. Yes, Do you know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. A huge difference. And if you have a drunk on stage, it's not nearly as satisfying as someone who just sees the world a little drowsier. Uh, do you want to do more plays at some point? Yeah, yeah, I do. We lament a lot of times as musical people that we don't have to wake up at 3 o'clock going, mm-hmm. First thing there? you do when we're in a show. First, First thing, thing you so do funny. is like, how is, how is it? It's Am I going to 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Ooh. do the old... Mm-hmm. Am I yep. there? So to actually not have to do that in a play would yeah. be really thrilling. <laughs> that said, I love I love to sing a story. Mm. I like when you get to yeah. the point where you can no longer speak and you have to sing it. Mm-hmm. I love that that feels so fun and empowering mm-hmm. and I it's so satisfying and I think I would miss it if I only did plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would miss the orchestra. I would miss oh, totally. my my musical scene partners happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I would still like not to go like, woo, it's yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, let me ask you, if you had the opportunity to go back, you could talk to your younger self mm. coming up to New York for mm-hmm. the first time. What advice would you want to give them? Um, don't be so afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be so afraid. Uh, and have a little more self-confidence in your gift. Because mm-hmm. there's no one like you. There's no one like me. Mm-hmm. There's, we are singular artists, individuals. See what we can contribute. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. Is that the same advice you give to your students? Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you have a passion and you have a curiosity, I say, so go for this. Give, give it a try. What's the worst that can happen? You'll learn something about yourself. You'll yeah. learn something about yourself as an artist. And you won't no regrets. Like I did try it, you know, I didn't work, but boy, what I learned from being in that acting, what mm. I learned about myself as a singer or, or you may become a big star and win a Tony award. Mm. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You so much, Beth. Thank you. This was so yeah. much fun today. I know. <laughs> Thank you for, are, are we done? No. <laughs> it, I know. Anything else you want to cover? We're, I think we're done. So happy. This was great. Oh. This was fantastic. Yeah. Please come see prom. Yes, we're gonna push it. We're gonna. Oh, we're gonna push you. it like crazy. Do it on the yeah. social Thank media, you. and uh, we're really excited about that. Me too. Really, yeah. really excited about it. Yeah, gives me the goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And seriously, I have not heard anything negative about. Everything has been positive and effusive. Oh, good. And you know, everybody want to find something oh, to nip yeah. it. But no, everything has been so positive. Yeah. Uh, when does, uh, do you know when Bandstand is going to hit theaters? June, Sometime in June. June 25th, yeah. 28th, something yeah. like that. We'll promote that as well. Bless you. Yeah. 
Thank you. That, Thank how you. thrilling will that be? Yeah. To see Andy's work up there like that yeah. forever. Oh, God, he's brilliant. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, it was great so. to be in the room where it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, see what you did there? I see hey, what you did there. see what I did there. See what I did. Okay. See what I did. Okay. Uh, when do you leave for Missouri? <laughs> what time is it? No, <laughs> <laughs> rehearsal will you have? Well, yeah. we're meeting this week just to go over book and stuff, Rob okay. and Adam and I, just yeah. nice. to get a little head start. Yeah, nice. it's, it's, it's like two days. No, I'm kidding. Yes. But it feels like, I mean, it, it always, kind of it, is. You know, like I'll, go, I'll go to, you know, off book, I'll have everything memorized so I can actually just, just do jump it. into yeah. that yeah. work and explore and see what yeah. happens. Um, I leave in July. Okay. okay. Until then, I'm just, you know, yeah. girl making a dollar. Oh, hey, Good. Amen. Good. Into that. Amen. And then you're doing Charles's birthday party? Yes. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and singing home. That's going to be great. Oh, man. I know. I know. And he's going to be there. I'm so thrilled to sing it for him again. Oh, yeah. he's such a good guy. I know. He's such a good guy. I know. Yeah. I know. This was really fun. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you. for your so time. You're so welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. I feel like I have to sing. <laughs> Good day, Mr. Thomas. Good day, Mr. Schneider. Well, it has happened. We finally hit over 100 iTunes reviews, and we'd like to thank each and every person who took the time to do so. Huzzah! Now, (laughs) we want to climb those charts even faster, and that is where you lovely folks who have not yet rated us come in. The process is very simple. On your podcast app, tap the search tab, enter our name behind the curtain, Broadway's Living Legends, tap the search key, Tap our beautiful logo, tap the reviews, tap write a review, then tap your way into our hearts. <laughs> tap your troubles away. away. That's nice, Rob. Once you are there, you can rate us from one star to five stars. Think of one star as Hervé V. <laughs> Rob, how do you say this name? Hervé Villechel. Oh, dear God, I walked right into that one. <laughs> Think of one star as Hervé Villechel and Ima Sumac in Sideshow and five stars as front row seats to the opening night of Gypsy. <laughs> But they keep me. Yeah, they keep me for the first time. I thought that was pretty good. We want to get good reviews, Rob. We want to get good reviews. Excuse me, Arthur Lawrence. Excuse me for trying to liven up our commercial ads a little bit. Eight minute long commercial. I li- it's an infomercial at you this could- point. <laughs> I'm going to be like that lady that sells you the copper pots. Look at this. You can put 400 pounds of manure in it, and it slides right out. Then you can make an omelet. You got another line, Kevin. You gotta, you gotta I'm waiting for you to say, plus you can leave your comment. Let oh, us know if you're sorry, liking what sorry. guests are liking. Your plus, neck. you can leave a comment to let us know what you are liking, <laughs> what you're not liking at this point, mm. or what guests you'd like to hear next. So head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think of our little show. Speaking of little, I'll tell you a story about Charles Lawton later. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. 
This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.